God be with you. So one of the things that we put a really high value on, and certainly one of the things that I feel called to talk about as a minister, is, is how our faith and spirituality isn't something that we just do on Sundays. It's not a to-do list that we check off. But it's actually integral to who we are as people. Our faith and spirituality should shape everything about how we live and move and have our being. It shapes how we behave, it shapes how we think, it shapes how we shop, it shapes how we vote. It should infect everything that we are and all that we do. And something that we don't talk a lot about, but something that's becoming a really popular thing in, in the world of ministers, at least, is what we call the theology of work. And how does what we do whether it's a paid job, whether it's a volunteer gig, whether it's just what we do for fun. But how does what we do matter spiritually? How do we show up to our jobs and actually live out our faith? How can we view being an engineer spiritually? How can we view being a dad spiritually? How can we view being a plumber spiritually? How do we show up at work and actually think about what we're doing in spiritual terms and not just have it as a side thing, but something that's actually integral to our faith? And so this morning, we have a special guest to help us kind of enter into that conversation. We're going to have uh, my best friend Chris show up. Um, And one of the things that I've learned about Chris, um, he's done all kinds of like weird and crazy jobs throughout his life. But what I've noticed the most and what I respect so much about him is that he shows up at every single one, even the ones that are just to pay the bills, and he approaches it as a spiritual person. He'll view it through the lens of his faith and spirituality and try to be a person of faith within it. And I've always wondered about that, and we've never really talked about it. So we're going to talk about that, and the hope is, the prayer is, that we can each leave here and go back to whatever it is that we do, and we can begin to ask the question of, like, well, what does does being an engineer mean spiritually? How does thinking about how things work teach me about God? How can I enter deeper into my faith through that? So we're going to have a conversation. We're going to see where it goes. But if you could please give a warm welcome to Chris Orm. So Chris, grab a seat. Am I on? Hello. Good morning. Um, you're like, oh no, they're multiplying. <laughs> there's, there's two of them. Just what we need, another bald guy with a beard. It's what everybody needs. Red Deer Lake United Church, truly blessed. You're welcome. Um, yeah, we have this. Yeah. <laughs> Since we've met, we've had this. Since we've met, this we're people are like, you're, you're brothers? No. Like, yeah, yes, in, in the Lord. I don't know what he is say to that. But uh, I look at it like this. Like, Nick and I are like the perfect before and after, and it works both ways. Stay with me on this one. <laughs> All right? So I am the sort of before of if you work out, and Nick is the after. Sure. Nick is the before 
when you have kids, and I'm the after. <laughs> so if we turn around and both look at the screen, you just look, see the bald spots? Mine's bigger. But he's catching up. He's catching up. So That's true. And we actually, we went to seminary together. So That's how we met. All the secrets, if you want to know, uh, I'm available. I'll be sitting in the red chairs um, talking about that. But uh, we discovered that our profs mistook us for one another. When we, like our first year of seminary, we would both show up, uh, and they, because they're just getting to know us, they just like, it's just first glance, like, oh, Nick. Yeah. Oh, oh Chris. And then we were like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this is good. So, so watch this. So Wednesday morning, Old Testament class, I'm like, dude, I don't really want to go. Can you just take my toque? I'm like, yeah. Put it on. I'll put it on. And just sit in the back and kind of just slouch down a little. Like, just a little. Like, just slouch down just a little, right? And, uh, and nod. Would be like Chris Orm. Nod knowingly. Here. Yep, here. Right? And it worked out great. It worked out great. And then, you know, for, was it one theology class or something? It was something super important. Yes. I did the same thing. Yeah, you did. Which is why there's a big hole in a lot of his sermons, so... <laughs> You're the missing link. I'm sorry. We're going to have fun this morning. I don't know. What do we have? Like an hour? This is going to be good. So Totally. Awesome. So, All right. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. But just so we could kind of figure out who you are and where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, walk us through, like, what was your upbringing like spiritually? What was, how was faith a part of your life growing up? Right. So... I uh, grew up in the church. My dad uh, is a retired Anglican priest, and so I was like practically born in a pew. Um, and I have I had like 13 years of meaningless perfect attendance awards for Sunday school, because like I had a choice, right? Like Chris Orm, perfect attendance, really? Do you think? Like, yeah. Um, so I grew up there, um, but we are. I'm from Niagara, the Niagara region, southern Ontario. Um, so we don't have any mountains. We have a hill called the Escarpment. That's kind of nice. So anyway, uh, from a farming community called Jordan Station. And so my grandparents were soft fruit farmers. And so school year, I was Anglican. And then summer, when I was living and working on the farm, I was United Church of Canada. Um, and so that was kind of the formation... My grandmother was a huge influence in my spirituality. She was just a beautiful, God-loving, um, thoughtful woman, and she really invested a lot of that into me and gave direction. So, yeah, that that was kind of my makeup. And then I had like a little right turn where I had this sort of come-to-Jesus moment when I was like 16 years old in a more conservative, what we would call like evangelical kind of situation. Um, which is a formative part of who I am, like like it, it is. Um, but I've since like deconstructed and kind of landed in a place now where it's like my mainline self and my sensibilities from that evangelical experience, and my life is now integrated. So does that make sense? Doesn't make sense to me, but so what would be? Share with us a bit of then, like where are you? Where are you at now in terms of understanding, you know, who is Jesus? What is God about? What is it? What's the baseline for being a person of, of faith in, in, in your life, in your practice? Okay, yeah. So 
um, for me, like the starting point is what, so what? So what? Like we're all here this morning. We're all, it's great. And this is beautiful. And I'm having a great time. And I've had some great conversations and all that kind of jazz. But I'm like, so what? Like it's an hour on Sunday morning or an hour and a half if this goes long. <laughs> right? It's like a hard 11.30 stop, right? Yeah. Okay. They, right. they shut off the lights. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's the big thing. So what? And to expand the so what, it's like, is my faith in Jesus just about me? Like, is it is it really about me? Like, partially, but it's like, what can Jesus and I do together? And what does that look like for the people in my sphere and for the people who are around me? So, like, how how am I... How am I toward another human being that I meet? And is, am I doing the Jesus thing where I'm acknowledging and looking at the dignity of that human being? Am I doing the Jesus thing where I'm like, like, I love you? And how, like, why would it be so weird if when John and I were talking and I got up after at the red chairs and said, well, thanks for the chat, and I gave him a hug, and I said, I love you. Like, he'd be like, huh? <laughs> thank you? <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe Johnny's like, hey, bro, I love you too. Like, dude, that, that's sweet. But, I, you know, like, why would that be weird? And why wh- should that be weird? And so that's kind of my thing. That's the lens. I'm like I, like, I love you. And I'm trying to look at the people around me with the dignity and the innate value of being created in God's image. Um, and so that's kind of like the baseline for me of like, what does it mean to follow Jesus? It's to see people in that lens and to be able to see myself in that lens too, mm-hmm. right? Like love your neighbor as, yeah, yourself. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah, I guess that was the sermon that Nick didn't preach. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, right, like as, like yourself, like yourself, yourself, it's okay. Like if you can't love yourself, then how are you going to love your neighbor too? Right? And so for you, it's a very much a... I'm going to receive this love and dignity that I have because I am made in God's image. I'm going to own it. I'm going to practice it. I'm going to enter into it, but I'm also going to understand that that exists for everybody else. And so there's my job is to see them as I see myself. It's a very active, driven, practiced faith. Yeah, it's like I've learned that that is who I am. And I've learned that, that my uh, opportunity is to instill that and share that with other people. It doesn't matter if it just stays in me. Mm-hmm. It's like the really, really the biggest so what. So a lot of spirituality that I had come across in my in my life was like about me and and about my relationship with Jesus and about my spirituality and me and my and me. And I'm literally sitting beside someone who's dying in a pile, but I can't see what's going on in their life because I'm too focused on me, my, I, my blessing, mm-hmm. my faith, my health. Like, and it's like, it's okay. Like, let's, let's struggle together. Let's struggle well together, right? Like, yeah. So. Yeah, so if that's kind of the... I think most of us would agree with you. There is this, there's a wideness to our spirituality that encompasses everyone and everything. 
and our job is to move back into relationship with it, to be one with it, to see it, to honor it, to try to kind of restore it back together. And we've talked a lot about that. Yep. But I think a lot of us, and I, I had this experience before working in the church, certainly about when I show up at work. Right. There is a switch I flick that sometimes deactivates my faith and spirituality. Okay. Uh, and so I feel that I need to separate it. And so working at the bar, it's... I'm not going to go in and, and like talk to people about my faith, but there's certainly a distinction between how I act and behave here and how I act and behave here. Uh, and you, what you've always done so well, and what I've always admired and respected of you, is you've just integrated it together. And no matter what your job is, you've you bring your whole self into it, and you help that not only teach you about God, but you also lend your faith perspective to that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so what I'd love for you to do, um, tell us some, about some of the crazier jobs that you've had, and then pick two that you think stand out as a good object lesson for us about how you've shown up and tried to integrate your faith into your work so then we can all go home and go to work and begin to try to do the same kind of process. Sure, yeah. So like the list starts like I was a... Uh... I was a farmhand because I lived on a farm. I was a lawnmower. I was a caretaker. I was a parking lot security guard. I was a roofer. Uh, I worked in PR for an aerospace company, aerospace manufacturing company. I was a pastor for 11 years. Um, I was an undertaker. (laughs) Um, I particularly enjoyed this morning's uh, exercise. I don't know about you, but I envisioned myself in like the presidential 7,000 level with like the crushed velour. Is that what it was called? The the president, yeah. It was called the president. It was modeled after Abraham Lincoln's uh, casket. How much was that? It, uh, it, (laughs) so bad. It was like (laughs) $15,000. And it was two and a half inch thick mahogany. And it was like good for a nap. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh man. Yeah, so okay, so in all of those, like and now cuz some of those are just like very much like, oh, I'm a parking lot security guard, like how could this possibly relate to my faith? Right, but like when I was a parking lot security guard, like I came across a heroin addict who was stabbing himself in the hand. Um and I sat with him covered in his blood and just held him until the ambulance came. Right? And so, like, what would Jesus do, right? It's re- like, it's be- it's more than a bracelet, folks. Like the WWJD bracelets, yeah. Okay, all right. Just so we're tracking. But like, what what would Jesus do? It's like I and in that moment, I remember thinking of Jesus with the woman who was caught in sin, whatever that means, right? And how he cloaked her and protected her from what was going on and i just remember grabbing the shard like the hand his arm like he's his this wrist you know and just moving the hand away that had the shard of glass in it you know and just sort of putting it down and he didn't want to hurt me he wanted to hurt himself and just sitting there with him you know and calling the ambulance and saying you know it's okay it's okay it's okay i got you i got you you know and just sort of 
you know, he was fine. But so how do, how do we do that? Because we're we're not we're, right. Okay. Did that be in the extreme circumstance? That's but extreme. Yeah. Even yeah. with the other ones, of how do we see people that way? Right. Okay. So. Yeah, shock and awe. Ooh, a bloody heroin addict. Scary. Like, there's super, super simple. Like, um, so there's this thing. I wrote a couple of notes because I had a few thoughts. Like, I like to be super spontaneous. In Is that what you were doing this morning? Yeah, I was <laughs> five minutes before the service. <laughs> um, so the idea of, like, so the question again, how how do you do that? How do you integrate your faith? Well, there's this idea of, Okay, so we start with that innate identity. We are created in God's image, and there's value in us, and we can share that with other people. That's like, yep, we can nod along with that one and be cool. I get that. But then there's that whole idea of like the bloom where you're planted kind of thing, right? So bloom where you're planted. Like you are in a space at a time you don't have to get all existential about it and try and think about the reason, but you're just you're like we're here this morning, yeah. Uh, and so, okay, so let's just be the best that we can to each other, and let's let's be Jesus to one another in the midst of Jesus' presence. And um, but there's a hard jump to do that that's really kind of like some sort of spiritual or theological gymnastics that need to happen to like really own that bloom where you're planted thing. And this is for me. And I, if it resonates, I'm, I'm happy. And if not, I'm, I'm sorry. You can probably get your money back at the back. But like, um, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's already gone. Like, yeah, no, it's it been back. spent already. It's been spent already. Um, but like performance culture will tell you to ask, what's next? What's more? What more can I do? How can I grow? How can I be better? How, how will I elevate or escalate myself? Right? And it's a hard temptation to overcome, to be like when you're in a moment or when you're in a vocation or when you're at your job to say like, I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to put my feet down, fill my lungs with air and be present in this moment and be here and just own that. Um, yeah. So that kind of first step of like, how do I exercise my faith? I need to just for the moment acknowledge where I am, you know, and be okay with where I am. It's not wrong to ask what's more. I mean, we need to grow. We need to move. We need to transition. Um, but that's like kind of like the step one of ori orienting myself for me into like, okay, I'm here. I'm here now. Okay. I'm not going to focus on the what's next. I'm not going to get out of here because when I'm looking beyond that, like I post, like, here's the thing. I posted a picture this morning. Okay. Um, looking out that window there. Okay. And what do you see when you look out the, the window? Yeah. Okay. So some of you see mountains. What else? trees, all right? Okay. So, you missed the trees. <laughs> but maybe you were looking for the mountains. And I'm not saying it's like better or mm -hmm. different or worse or that there's right that there's like a right way to do it, but I'm like I want to I want to just be see what I what's right in front of me first. 
And so when I calm down and, and in that space, and I'm less worried about myself and that transition to grow and be better and like achieve, achieve, perform, you know, then I can be like, oh, Nick's sitting right beside me. Oh, there are people around me who need love, you know, um, and it's not about me. Oh, okay, cool. Right? So that's mm -hmm. kind of like the first mega step of well, doing that. And let's make it a a three-step process, because we like We like three-step processes, yes. So it'll be step two. We show up at our work, wherever we're at, and first step is, I'm going to choose to be here. Yep. Because it's good to be here. I'm going to see and feel the people around me, and that, that let that connection happen. Yep. And then, so what would be a step two for us to bring our faith into that space and, and try to engage in a spirituality of, of work? Yep. Okay, so step two is like, what am I about? Right? Ask that question. What am I about? Like, am I, am I an agent of healing and shalom? Am I, am I an agent of reconciliation? Am I someone who's called to care for people? Am I like, am I, am I a dude who can just see another person who's broken and be it's okay? I love you, right? Like for me, that's the that was it. It's like I'm not. I gotta pause. I gotta be in the moment, and then I gotta really do an inventory, internally or whatever. However, people do it. Like I, I like will literally ask myself, what am I about right now? Like at at work, and we'll talk about that like in a minute. But right now, my thing is show mercy, show mercy, default to mercy. So I have sticky notes and I have cards that say show mercy. Like that's what I'm about, right? And I want to do that. To other people so identifying that um and that's a really beautiful thing because that in my head i'm like oh what like what are all those imaginary jobs that i sometimes pretend i i could have yeah. uh like being where's randy being like like plumber right or electrician plumber and then so so i think of you sometimes i mean like because that's just a, a, such a job that i can't do because it's so far out of my how I think, and I, these are useless outside of typing. He's right. I know this for a f uh, It's a fact. <laughs> he and had so a shelf at his old house that was crooked, and it was crooked forever. Sorry. It was crooked forever. <laughs> but I think about jobs like yours, or I think about electricians, um, and like, oh, like how, how is that a spiritual gig? And then... What I hear you saying is like, oh, you're, you're, you're providing water for people. And I saw that there's, there's sanitation, there's thirst being quenched, there's safety, there's hygiene. Um, I'm an electrician, and I'm, what do I need to do? Like, oh, that's to provide light and heat and warmth. God provides light and heat and warmth, and that's a way for me to kind of channel in God's spirit. Yeah. And so it can really just be, it takes, it takes a bit of an imagination, but no matter kind of what our job is, to what do I need to do um, to see it kind of through that lens of like, oh, I'm actually like being an agent of healing yeah. through this. And it actually is a lot simpler than we may sometimes think it is. Right. Yeah. And then, so the last thing would be like for me, like Nick and I, I think of things theologically, like that's, that's what I do. Um, in all of what I do, I think of things theologically. So it drives my wife crazy 
because we'll I'll slow things down and let's talk well, theologically. Let's talk about what we're actually saying, you know. And I and I get that voice too, that preacher voice too, and it's just like you condescending. Anyway, so um, <laughs> did you go to school and learn about theology? That's nice, but but like so forming that theological kind of framework. So like starting with stopping and pausing and being in the moment and then identifying what it is that I'm about that I can share and notice with the people around me and then forming that theology into um, and solidifying it into a practice, right? So, like, for me, like, someone that... Nick and I, we were talking late last night about theology because that's literally what we do. It is. All the time. It's like... It's this, but all the time, you know, and it's amazing and it's fun. We really like it. But like, uh, so what, like, what is theology and what is good theology? And I'm sure like, this is a pause for a moment, if I may, like, I'm really enjoying myself here today with you all. Like, it's been like, this is a, this has been literally one of the best worship experiences that I've had in a very long time. And that says a lot about you as a community. Um, and it, so, and, and he's pretty good too. I, yeah, yeah, he, you can, yeah, you can, you can. No, no, you can, you can. He, like, so thank you for that. But like, so. What is it about this? I think it's just like the. Because we're, we're, we are often in a bubble. Like we don't. We go to here on Sunday, so we right. don't we don't know why this might be special. I just feel comfortable. I feel really comfortable, and you you all are very welcoming and warm, and like 90% of you are smiling at me right now. I'm just I'm just kidding. Like I, I I'm messing with you, but like but it's it's very it's a very comfortable place, and so like. I say that to say, like, you seem like a people who get the whole kind of theological reflection kind of piece, even if you wouldn't necessarily use mm -hmm. that language. And so to boil it down, to kind of land that, like, sort of three-step process, like, what is, my, what is my theology about? Like, so for me, what is good theology? Like, good theology agitates comfortable people. Um, and that's it. Say that again. Good theology agitates comfortable people. And it is not like a bad thing to be agitated. Like if you like if you're not agitated, like when you do this, like you'll get hurt. <laughs> right? Or you'll cause harm. Right? So like good theology agitates us comfortable folks, if we're comfortable, um, into being better. And, I, and, and the B-side to that is that good theology um, liberates marginalized or oppressed people. And sometimes it's the agitated, comfortable people that really need to be a big piece of that equation. Right? And so going to work going into whatever right. that we do with that disposition and posture is yeah. not a meaningless act. No, that no. There is, there's liberation, there's life-saving things that can happen yeah. if we show up, pause, remember who we are, 
and go into it with the approach of love and mercy and kindness, whatever it is that we do. Right. Yeah, like find like okay, so really kind of a simple thing is like a lot of us have worked in a lot of different places and we know who those extra grace people are. Like EGR, extra grace required. Right? Are you with me? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. And that person just flew into your mind right now, and that's why you're laughing. So <laughs> I know who that is. I have, I have extra grace people, and I guarantee you I have been that extra grace person. I am not everyone's cup of tea. I realize that. Um, but then to think, like, what what is it about that person that messes with me or triggers me or gives me angst or anxiety what is it and I can't control anything on that side so how can I love that person and how can I be kind to that person how can I just be present and smile to that person so what's the work I have to do in here yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah like it's like it's a decision it's a decision but the beauty thing is it's like totally beauty is like we have been singing about her all morning. The Spirit. Like, we have been singing for her to move and come in and transform and change and direct all of that and teach, right? You, you can do that when you walk into work. You can do that under your breath when you see that person. Like, you can just, you know, come spirit. Like, And so that's kind of like a thing to do. One thing to do. There are many others. Like, there's, there, like, finding those brokenness, those places of brokenness. Find, standing up for that person who is being unfairly treated. Um, showing solidarity with people who, you know, are just different than you. Like, literally just showing solidarity with someone who's different than you for no other reason than the fact that they're different than you so that we can be the same after, right? Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like that. And that all comes from who and how I think Jesus is and have experienced Jesus in my life, you know? And that's weird language, right, for some of us, like, UCC folks. Like, like we don't necessarily, I mean, right, like, that's kind of Baptist-y kind of language, isn't it? That whole Jesus language, right? But, like, it's... Those evangelicals. Those evangelicals, but it's okay. Like, we can, it, we're cool. There's, we're in church. We can talk about Jesus. There's a cross right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And it's not weird. Right, so that's kind of like my three-step program <laughs> on I like it. Thank you. integrating some of what I do and how I live my faith into my vocation and what I'm doing now. Like, can I talk two minutes about that? Yeah. Or do you have it? No, so yeah, what, what I'd like you to do. Yeah. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh dear. Um, yeah, tell us what you do now. Okay. And then would you would you bless us? Would you do a benediction for us? I will, yeah. And then we'll go into a song. 
uh, about singing about her again, singing about the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and then what we're going to do, uh, you're not going to leave 